Hey guys, welcome to my channel. Uh, this podcast here is episode 27 of Ope a Podcast. Um, if you're new to my channel, uh, this is a podcast I run with a few friends of mine uh, I went with to college, uh, went to college with. Uh, primarily talking about go for football, college football, and possible NFL stuff. So if you're interested in that at all, go ahead and keep watching. But if you're not, um, you don't have to watch. You can just uh, leave the video and just ignore it. Uh, it's one of the many videos I post to my channel. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. And I'll uh, see you guys next time. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 28 of Ope, a podcast. My name is Jason. My name is Laurens. Wish we had a kicker. And Griffin, I want Antoine Winfield Jr. <laughs> on our defense yet again. <laughs> With another four years. Can we just like sneak him on there? You know what, actually? Can we sneak Amal Martin too? Mm. You know, because fun fact, Amal Martin had his first start for the Green Bay. You know who they is. And he yep. had the highest grade on their defense. Really? He did. So can we get Kamal back? You ball, you ball Kamal? You um, ball, Kamal. Hey, that's good. That's good. Um, so we're going to quickly, very quickly, recap um, the devastating loss against the Michigan Wolverines. Um, just to talk quickly about it, um, Tanner Morgan, our quarterback, threw 18 passes of 31 uh 197 yards one touchdown one interception uh but he what he did uh completely was blindsided by that uh dn from michigan that literally hit him hard and the ball fumbled out of his hands um returned for a touchdown uh mohammed ibrahim was our lead rusher at 26 carries 140 yards and two tutties so that's our Muhammad. And um, Rashad Bateman, number zero, uh, had nine receptions for 101 yards, um, despite being double and triple bracketed the entire night. Um, so in terms of overall team stats, so Gophers have scored 24 points per game. They have allowed 49 points per game, 326 yards total rushing and passing, and they allowed 481 yards passing and rushing. Uh, but it's only a one-game sample so far. Um, bad loss. Uh, I crashed after the before the fourth quarter because I was uh, severely exhausted after a 27-hour drive to Naples, Florida. So I needed the sleep. <laughs> uh, well, and Laraz did call me during halftime to vent our I frustrations. Did. I did. I really did. Um, I I felt like my the takeaway from a lot of it was the fact that it felt very different from the Wisconsin butt whooping we got at the end of the year last year, because at least for the most part, Wisconsin earned everything that they got. Michigan, we just made it easy on them. Not saying that um, the game would have been that we would have won or blew them out or anything, but the fact that they had four drives where they didn't have to go more than 30 yards, that's kind of ridiculous. Um, missing an easy touchdown. Um, where Tanner threw an interception instead of throwing to a wide open Chris Ottman crab uh, going right up the rail. Yep, we just made it easy. Or going on it on that fourth down uh, fake punt where if the blocker in front of one co-keeper would have actually hit his block that goes for nine yards and we probably score on that. So like we left a lot of points on the board and we just overall made things very easy for Michigan. So. Yep. I mean, we were simply out coached uh, is, is I think what it came down to was, is Michigan as good 
as they looked on Friday? No. But they are still a very solid football team. Um, watching Joe Milton uh, play quarterback, we could not QB contain him at all. And it kind of reminded me of when we played SDSU in the first game last year when we had Gibbs absolutely go insane on our defense. So I think we probably uh, prefaced that last week, I think, a little bit with uh, Joe Milton's uh, agility and elusiveness. But he also proved how um, inexperienced and rusty he was simply overthrowing receivers throwing behind receivers and front of receivers. There was so much work. We had so much opportunity to absolutely make him scramble cringe, but instead we left wide open holes. And uh, it really shows, too, how much our defense misses the great minds of people like Antoine Winfield and Thomas Barber and Blake Cashman, Carter Coughlin, Winston DeLadboudere, those very steady, smart men that could easily help assign um, people to coverages and make sure that there were no blown uh, coverages and 70-yard touchdown runs, to, to, keep it quite, to keep it simple. Um, we missed a lot. Michigan, we, we essentially gave Michigan more than they deserved, and this game should have been closer. But to, to say I'm surprised... Uh, that we lost by this much, but I'm not disappointed at um, how we played. I think we just relied a little bit too much on what we normally do. It seems like Tanner was trying to force the ball to Rashad most of the game. Uh, but <laughs> at, least, at, least, at least Muhammad, <laughs> Muhammad can, do, can do work by himself. So, um, I, I will fully say that after that game, I would say at this very moment, Muhammad Ibrahim is the best running back in the Big Ten. <laughs> I, yep, like, yep, yep. And he, people still won't know his name halfway through the season. I knew he was going to have a thousand yards, and people were going to be like, who's that? <laughs> like, I did not expect the success that Muhammad Ibrahim had on the ground. Especially once we figured out that Daniel Falalalala Falele and Curtis Dunlap were out, and now apparently that's indefinitely, which isn't that much of uh, news. But especially after we found out they weren't going to be there, I'm like, okay, Michigan's just going to say, we're not letting you run the ball. And they tried, but Muhammad does that thing where, you know, he hits someone. Locomotive. And then, like, he keeps going, and Run then he away, hits somebody else, <laughs> and then he keeps going again. Um, apparently, that hasn't changed at all, which Espe was cool. Especially against a Don Brown defense, too. Did you yeah. know that according to Pro Football Focus, two of the top three returning defensive line starters in the country were on Michigan's D-line? Well, that is Pay and Aiden Hutchinson. Did you know that Bruce Feldman's number one freak was on Michigan's defensive line? And that was Quiddy Pay. Did it matter to Muhammad? Not at all. Not, not at all. Um, I, I wonder a lot of times, um, because Griffin, you said we were out coached. I wonder about that like how much do you think we were out coached versus how much you think we simply did not execute like the interception that Tanner Morgan th uh, threw Chris Hoffman was wide open like he did a double move Chris Hoffman was wide open um, we drove it all the way down the field to like the five yard line and then Chris was also offside. And then we drew it all the way down the field again, and Tanner misses Muhammad for a wide-open touchdown. And then we go for the fake punt, and then the blocker, uh, whoever was blocking for Coquee, missed. And that could have been a good eight yards, and then we keep driving down the field. Like, 
I'm wondering how much it was we got out coached versus we just didn't execute. I, it's hard to give percentages, but it's I would it's it's obviously both. It's just how much, and I and I don't know. It's because if when one play happens, whatever happens next probably doesn't happen. This is the whole sequence of events that you don't know. I think it was a combination of both. Um, but then again, I only saw three quarters and then the rest, I just looked at stats. So mm -hmm. um, the one, some positives though, one of my favorite plays that we added to repertoire, which we didn't do last year, I think two tight ends, like on the first drive when we blocked the punt and made and two plays to score a touchdown we use our tight ends which i'm all for even though it's only co-keefe it wasn't you know the brevin span four train that we're all hopped on it's still something that we haven't saw much with the uh, in our first game you know it was all rashad babeman ty ty johnson in the run game um, what if brevin span ford is the zach annex of tight ends and Cole is a Tanner Morgan. Is Tanner Morgan? <laughs> <laughs> what if we are on the wrong hype train? Because the one pass that uh, got thrown Brevin's man for his way, the man dropped it. And I, all all I'm trying to say is, what if we've been on the wrong hype train, and we needed to be with like Captain Cole? Instead of the Ford or Captain Witham, <laughs> Captain Witham, like we we don't see Bryce Witham just hand just over oh, Cedric Paulson. No, it's Bryce Witham. Bryce Witham with the one hit. We don't see that happen. Uh, did we use Seth Green at all at Wildcat? We did. Yeah. I didn't see my uh, unless I missed is it. Is he ever gonna throw the ball again? I'm, I'm That's Mike Sanford and Matt Simon. I'm hoping. I sure hope so. I'm hoping. <laughs> because because they if you have it. a listed wide receiver that has a better recruiting portfolio than Tanner Morgan coming in, and you don't use him to also throw, like right. you have, you've used this man as a wide receiver. You've used him as a tight end, but his strength. It's throwing the ball. dang ball. <laughs> like, I I love how, like, defense has already been trying to hide it anymore whenever he's on the field. Like, they just come loading everybody in the box. And I'm like, I understand how they're, quote, unquote, setting things up for later on. But if you're not going to use it against Michigan, when are you gonna use it? Cause, but that's none of my business. We we only have seven games left at this point, so. Heck, and who knows what's gonna be happening in Wisconsin by the time we get there. True. Um, then the second play, which I think we only used once or twice, which uh, so we had two tailbacks in the backfield. So on Tanner's right was Muhammad Ibrahim, our boy. And then right behind Tanner, um, line up at fullback, was our uh, kick or punt return, uh, one of our returners, uh, Cam Wiley, who had some action last year. They snap the ball. Tanner hands off to Cam. Mohammed is now the fullback, and he just mauled that D line, allowing Trey to get like, or Trey or Cam, because it was a two separate plays nine or ten yards for the first down and i'm like i love that i love it Muhammad being able to hurt someone without fearing losing the ball is a beautiful thing <laughs> like truly poetry emotion love to you love to see it his you... arms and biceps <laughs> the size of the football <laughs> not all the padding in the world it ain't coming loose <laughs> it's not coming loose <laughs> oh gosh wait actually um, also did we forget what a slant pass was yeah yeah 
Yeah. <laughs> no, I think we forgot how to get creative in calling them. I, or maybe like, is it perhaps that you know we're we're we really underestimate how brilliant Tyler Johnson was at slants. Look at him at Tampa. Look at him in Tampa, right? It was like, a slant pass for a touchdown. Right over the middle, where he always is. And much like most of last year, he was being hailed. And they threw a flag. And it didn't matter because <laughs> he's Tyler Johnson. And that's how this works. Uh, I don't know. There's that. Uh, I agree with Griffin or Jason. I don't know which one of you said where it's like, it felt like Tanner was determined to throw to Rashad Agent Zero Bateman. No matter what was happening, he was throwing to Rashad. Now, Rashad called him, and Rashad did his usual thing where he does, like, one or two ridiculous catches where you're like, what, what is happening? But I swear Michigan's defense was treating Rashad the same way Pittsburgh Steelers' defense was treating Derrick Henry this past weekend, where whenever Rashad touched the ball, it was seek and destroy. They were sending, like, when he touched the ball, two, three, four dudes were just like, kill him, kill him, kill him. Which, huh? And and what happened a couple times when they actually when uh, Tanner and the offense decided to throw the ball deep is they couldn't cover him. He still got <laughs> the ball and they throw yellow flags. And it's like, don't you guys want three yards? Throw it in the vicinity because they're gonna hold him because they can't do anything. They can't do nothing. They put that one uh, really big catch would do was wrapped around his neck and he still adjusted back to the ball and got it with like a 40-yard pass. They put that five-star safety, Daxton Hill, and they said, you're going to cover Rashad one-on-one. And Rashad said, you sure? <laughs> you, you sure? You sure? You sure? Is that is that what you you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna okay uh, that yeah I I'm okay with that I'm just like I'm going to need some other non Rashad Bateman person to get really good at catching slants in the intermediate game. So in your eyes, is is it not Chris Obman Bell then? Because I think he, the way hell he's been playing, is still more of a wide receiver three. He, yes, Chris Almond Bell is like. Is that a right? Me. Is that a right assessment? Because like that's what I see. Like same with Demetrius, they never got over the hump of being the third or fourth guy on the roster or on the depth chart to you know get on the field and catch passes. Of course, they have come in clutch. I will say that, like Fresno State last year, Demetrius Douglas at Georgia Southern. But, mm-hmm. you know, besides, like, the one, uh, like, uh, off play, which was during the uh, Penn State game when Chris had excellent blocking and caught that ball on a slant for a touchdown, that was perfect. But other than that, like, a lot of the times he would have to readjust because either he got too far. Um, like, remember that pass he that he got from Tanner earlier in the Michigan game where we scored the second touchdown? He Tanner... I, I think he underthrew it, but possibly I think he, in his read, he's like, oh, Chris would be there, but Chris overshot it and had to readjust. So I don't think Chris will be our wide receiver one or our, how, or back when the Vikings had Stephon Diggs and Thielen, someone that I know called Adam and Thielen, like, or Thielen and Diggs being like 1A and 1B or 1A, 1A. Like, there's no one or two in mm-hmm. that roster. I, like, Ty and Rashad were for me was like one A one B, like you like you can't you cover one you let the other one fall out or eat eat you. Um, I don't think Chris can be that. Like he can be as okay too if he steps up, but I don't think he'll get past that hump. 
I missed a part of the game, the the first quarter, because I was listening on the radio. But did they ever throw Chris his um, bubble screen? They did not. Know. They did not. <laughs> um, that hurt. I, I feel. I feel like the only thing I would push back on is I don't know what Chris is capable of because we weren't trying to throw him the ball. Like the one time we were like, yo, let's throw Chris the ball. He went up and took a 45-yard catch. Uh, The one interception Tanner threw, Chris was wide open. Like that's a touchdown. I'm – not ready to say what Chris can't be because I almost feel like having Rashad back is a positive and a negative and a negative in the sense that it provides whoever the quarterback is, but main particularly Tanner Morgan with a crutch, a crutch in that, as Griffin said earlier, throw it up. It's free yards, Right. And Chris is just like, yo, but I'm open, though. <laughs> right? Like, I'm open. There's no one here. Yeah, let me pull up the box score here. So Rashad was our lead receiver at nine receptions for 101, like mm-hmm. Gantana piece force feeding. Chris only had one reception for that 45-yard in the early first quarter, uh, late first quarter. Yeah. Um, and there was no, no, none of him in the run game either. No end around. No. Nope. Um, Cole Keith was our number three at two receptions for 29 yards. Uh, so, he, and one was the touchdown, um, early in the game. So mm-hmm. like we use some of our tight ends, like Cole Keith as a receiver was a factor. Like they weren't expecting him and Chris, but 197 is- yards receiving is not going to win you many games in the big 10. Yeah. No, no. Now. And then you got Mo <laughs> Ibrahim catching four for 17. As well. Now, to be fair, it should have been five for a touchdown if Tanner wouldn't have. How tall is Mo? Like five nine. I think it's five nine, five ten. Yeah. Yeah. Like if if Tanner wasn't treating him like he had Tyler Johnson hops because the dude was standing there in the end zone and just overshot the heck out of him. Um, I. Uh, now, now, like, we're saying all this, but let's be clear, right? Like, this is Don Brown's defense. The worst defense he ever put out at Michigan was last year's. Do you know where his defense was ranked the last year? Was it, like, 19? 11. Yeah. <laughs> One under us at 10. So, like, that was the worst Don Brown could do. Every every other year, it's been three or higher. So, like, the one thing that I'll say is, okay, how many defenses are we actually terrified of who's left on our schedule? I see one. I see one. Wisconsin? Yep. Maybe Every Iowa? other... Uh, I saw what Purdue did to him without Rondell Moore and their coach. Now, I'm good. And you want to talk about four-speeding someone, I think they gave uh, David Bell, I think he got like 16 catches for 130 yards. Like, they were just like, just throw the bell, just throw the bell. And Iowa couldn't stop it. I have a third team, but I'm not sure you would agree. Who? Northwestern. Oh crap! They slaughtered Maryland last week. <laughs> they, like, if there's, I don't even know if there's a word to like up the slaughter because they did more than that. They, <laughs> they, 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 they completely obliterated their entire program <laughs> in, one, in one game. I remember starting watching it, and people were like this. It's going to be Talia Tungavailoa's first game. And I just remember the first, like, frame that they did on Pat Fitzgerald's face. And Pat Fitzgerald looked like he knew exactly what was about to happen. <laughs> <laughs> he, 
Yeah, Northwestern, yeah. I knew last year was like um, an abomination, like last year. But that was their off did year. You, did, you know, did you know that Northwestern still put together a top 25 defense last year? Yeah. Despite having the worst offense in the history of the Big Ten. They kept pace with Ohio State last year. I remember that. Like, they didn't need a good offense. They just needed somebody to be competent. They are, what is the word? They are all these brand Georgia. And they have it. They have a quarterback in um, Payne Ramsey from Indiana. Payne Ramsey is Stetson <laughs> Bennett. <laughs> they are to the me, same person. To me, that's the biggest part Northwestern was missing is they needed a dual threat quarterback for them to be effective. And Pat, you know, Pat Fitzgerald knew that. You know, he knew after going three and nine after the year before going eight and four and or whatever that they, were, uh, they won 10 wins then nine wins then 10 wins before that with Clay like, Morrison. like Pat, Pat Fitzgerald knew his job was safe and they oh. knew he was coming back but it's simply Peyton Ramsey doing his thing the the, the defense we don't have to talk about because they, they always consistent always good always good it's even the though office. they even though they don't got a DB who can cover Rashad as we saw last year, but that's none of my business. Continue. <laughs> when they threw the uh, same, uh, when they had the same call two times in a row and they still couldn't stop him in the end zone. Okay. <laughs> we were just being disrespectful. I ain't gonna lie. But anyway, so that's Northwestern. Are we gonna move on to Maryland? Speaking of uh, yeah. the dilapidated corpse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So here is our opponent, uh, the Maryland Terrapins. Um, like us. We're both our own one, but key things about their stats so far. So uh, their quarterback, Tolua Tagovaiola, um, was 14 of 25 for 94 yards and three INTs. No touchdowns. Um, their lead running back, Jay Funk. I don't know what his first name. I was reading. I love ESPN. that name. <laughs> um, six carries for 35 I mean, yards. So it don't matter. That's that's almost six yards a carry. I'll take that. Yep. And then their uh, wide receiver uh, Nick DeGanaro um, had three receptions for forty-two yards. Uh, so their team stats: um, three points per game. Four, three a lot. <laughs> did, you, did you actually just say that? <laughs> you didn't even have to announce that. Can we skip? Can we skip this stat line? Because that's just going to be embarrassing. We don't need to. <laughs> okay. We don't okay, need we, to do we that. Can, we can say Tegavailoa's uh, rushing stats, three for negative 16. <laughs> <laughs> Why we do that? <laughs> I don't understand. Um, so the Maryland game is going to be at Maryland um, uh, tomorrow night, Friday night, October the 30th, the day, uh, day before Halloween. Um at 6.30 p.m. kickoff uh, on ESPN. Mo is going to have so much fun tomorrow. <laughs> He's from Maryland, and they did an offer him. Mm. Someone's going to die. Did you know that their, um, what is it, their uh, leading pass rusher and their running back two also will be out with the Rona. Mm. Someone's going to die. That's that's uh, what's going to happen tomorrow. Uh, I'm saying that knowing full well that we, we we might lose this game. Yeah. So, we... um, so, yes, so uh, the uh, betting odds has us favored uh, 19 and a half um, over under a 61. Would you guys agree? <laughs> I'm taking the under. <laughs> I'm actually I'm not taking the under. Uh, like I said, we might lose this game. I'm not saying this is a get right game to me. Yeah. You know what I mean by a get right game? Yeah, I get what you mean. We're just gonna take our frustration <laughs> out. <laughs> oh, Mary. Now that's on offense. This is an offensive get-right game. Why this game might be close is, I don't know if the defense is capable of getting it right, uh, especially 
considering whatever the heck our safeties were doing. What, I don't know Howden what our and Tyler Newbin. Mainly Tyler Newbin. Mainly but he, Tyler Newbin. He's so good at tackling, though. He was our leading tackler. Uh, yeah, he. It's really good to be your leading tackler when you're chasing somebody down after <laughs> they're running for 25 yards. Like, dude. Here's the thing. Like, I I looked at some of the next gen stats, and they targeted. They only targeted our corners six times during the game. One catch happened, right? So think about how many points they put up in the fact that only one catch happened on Coney Durr or Benjamin St. Juice. They were like seven times against our safeties. All seven of them got caught. That's ridiculous. And then it was like five out of seven against our linebackers. That's, that's a recipe for getting blown out. Like a team who's just like, yo, we're just going to attack everything that's not their corners. Ooh, they released a trailer for Maryland's game. Is it spooky? The official Golden Gopher fan. Looks like they're wearing the um, gold helmets, like the yellow gold with the yeah. white jerseys. Um, oh, we going to lose. <laughs> Oh, great. I don't like those white jerseys. Nothing ever goes well in the white jersey. <laughs> oh, gosh. No, I'm trying to find the depth chart because I'm trying to see if um, our specialists are back. Because the thing that scared the crap out of me the last game was that we had the third string punter punting the game, who's also a walk-on. And not like the walk-on, like, you know, Justin... Uh, Herbert's, Herbert, uh, who, you know, earned that scholarship. Like, he earned it. Um, and then, of course, uh, Brock Walker was in for kicking duties, and we can see why. Because I like, I miss Grant Ryersey. I do. Yeah. Can we just... Can it's, we get, like, a trombone player to kick the ball off? <laughs> like they're tall and got some like lanky legs I think they can get a little bit of distance on it they could it. probably squib it as far as Walker would they, they, could, they could probably they could probably get it pretty far like we have some soccer players in the marching band PGA you look hit up Professor McCann get yourself a kicker I'm, I'm, I remember I remember kick off as a penalty kick and all those players you gotta kick it around them look you know what at this point I'm honestly like just kick it out of bounds I don't care just give kick them, it give, out of bounds give them the 40 yards or whatever and just remember yeah. remember joking back then um when we were still in band like a few old saying that when we we're still in band um if if the marching band became its own football team in the Big Ten Prof McCann would be head coach. Skeeter Burrows would be offensive coordinator. Sample would be defensive coordinator. Um, someone will be special teams. Oh, the Kellys, Kelly Lima and Kelly Kosky. And then um, <laughs> our D. Doctor Sample as a defensive coordinator would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Every time we get a sack, he'd just be like. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh! No, if, oh, it's, if, Skeeter, if Skeeter, humor. if if Skeeter's OC, he'll be like throwing like everything, everything into the playbook just so we can see if it works or not. Um, <laughs> he's put he's, uh, he's, uh, he's oh, stepping no. down the sideline as you're running to the end zone. <laughs> what would happen if Joe Walsh was our offensive coordinator? He'll leave us too close to each other, like on the line of scrimmage. <laughs> Darn right. Bunch set the entire game. Eye formation. <laughs> Eye formation. We're running the wing T, guys. Oh, God. No, but who, who, no, what, back then, when we were still students, who would you put at quarterback? Because, like, if we're saying trombone, wait, no, actually, there's trumpets. Remember James Butler and Jack Farnan, who were friends with Mitt and Santoso? 
like I remember coming into band rehearsal and they would just be like, like kicking field goals and kickoffs, uh, just because like they, they learn from them, and like James and uh, Jack can make some pretty good field goals, so I'll put them as specialists. But I'm not sure. I don't know, else. Griffin. You write tackle, so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I hate to, to break it to you. Huh? I wanted to be a tight end. You are right tackle, <laughs> or rush in, whichever one you want. You but, but you want me right tackle, and you are going. I you could be a fun nose tackle too. That could be fun. No, Connor. Ja- Griff- no, Connor Jensen no. will be a tight end. No, I'd get, I'd, I'd get I'd get too jumpy on I'd, I'd get too jumpy on the defensive side of the ball. <laughs> That's fair. You're just like go, go get. Speaking of the defensive side Larry of the Smith ball, Larry Smith going going infractions on me all all week. Does anyone know why they put Boye Mafe in on like a third of the snaps? Is there a reason for this? Because. He was doing Boye Mafe things early, and then Thomas Rush was there, and I was like, who are you? He didn't get hurt, right? Not from what I saw. Hmm. Pitch count? Interesting. Given everyone playing time, maybe they still think it's up for grabs. It's not, it's not up for grabs. It's boys. Linebacker time, man. for sure up for grabs, though. What's up for grabs? Linebacker next to Mariano. You got Cody Lindenberg. But he was the only dude they put in there outside of like Josh Ani. It's up for grabs. Where was Don Willis and and uh something Gordon the third, James Gordon the third, or whatever his name is? Where was them dudes at? Yeah, don't know, man. <laughs> okay, Lorenz, uh, so we're wearing, we're wearing a Fresno State uniform, so gold helmet, gold pants, oh, white jerseys. God. <laughs> God. Remember, that was the combo when we la- won our last game in Maryland. Yeah, but Antoine Winfield Jr. isn't here to return uh, True. pick six. And we also two. had Rodney Smith and Drew Wolitarski and Ty Johnson, so never mind. <laughs> We should have just worn our anthracite and chrome again, and Coney Durr would have had a pick six. And... Exactly. Exactly. Like, I feel like no, that would be ball into his hands. Just get the ball in his hands, and he's going. He has pretty good speed. Are we doing uh, keys to the game? Are we doing that? Is yeah. that happening? Yeah, go ahead. I'm still trying to find the depth chart. Score quickly, score often. Um, run the ball and throw to anyone who isn't named Rashad Bateman because someone not named Rashad Bateman is eventually going to have to uh, put the fear of God into defenses. So there's that. That's it. Stop third downs. Um, (laughs) Force the fourth downs on defense. And um, give the ball to Muhammad. The end. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, broad for the offense. Punch him in the throat. Get right game for them. So, Muhammad doing Muhammad things. Use that package I said. Like, remember, put Muhammad at full fullback, and let Cam and Trey Potts or Bryce Williams run it. And um, use him in the pass game. Yep. Muhammad in the pass game. Give him, just give him the ball. I don't think that's complicated. Just give Muhammad the ball and let him hurt somebody. Um, it, it should not be that complicated. Uh, use our tight ends again. So, preferably and, Bryce Witham and Cole Keith. <laughs> Captain Cole. Un- look, until the right side of the line knows how up. to block. Yeah. Y'all, some, y'all are some blocking tight ends until then, uh, um, future reference. And Tanner, um, this is the game where like you should stop throwing to Rashad every time. Uh, use Chris, use Co, use Bryce, use anyone that's not named Agent Zero. Um, and then also step up on the O-line. Um, 
Laurence and I talked about this on our phone call that Saturday night. I used to hark on this guy, Sam Schluter, but he was our best left tackle, our best tackle that night. <laughs> um, I, like who's going up against Aiden Hutchinson? Like, and he held his own. Like, what? What do you want him to do? Despite man? despite having a fresh left guard on his right, <sighs> so. Um, so I think overall O-line has to get better, uh, is my major thing, but offense punch him in the throat defense. Um, I just want to see improvement, you know, either be in the backfield or a pass rush. I'm, I'm hoping for the pass rush because if we poach Chad Wilt from Cincinnati for a reason, I better see results on that D line. So that's what, um, fingers crossing towards uh my key for the defense at least improve something and my, <laughs> improve and, something. and and like and like my my vote is on the d-line so we good with the keys of the game yeah so score predictions i'm going 45 45 32. That's an odd number. I don't like it. Uh, 45 30, uh, Minnesota. 30, 30 to 13. You telling me they going to keep our offense to 30 points? Sir, it's 2020. We you're right. You're right. <laughs> you're right. I sure hope not, but. Lord, <laughs> Lord. <Father> so, <laughs> um, forty-two, forty-one. Wow. <laughs> no, 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 actually, no. Forty-three, for, forty-three, forty-one. We score a two-point conversion to end the game. <laughs> Yo, um, yo, PJ eats too much clock for that shit. Yo, sorry, <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, no. Oh, wait, I'll, okay, okay, okay. 40, I'll change 40. it. Uh, 42, uh, 27. Um, PJ will try to run the clock, but he'll be like, let's let's shoot for 50, and then doesn't get, get it. We, we still had 35 minutes time of possession against Michigan. Oh, really? Because Muhammad... <laughs> We look. I'm gonna keep saying, like, yes, Michigan beat the crap out of us, but don't get it twisted. We were running the ball right down the field. We just couldn't get it in the end zone. Like, <laughs> it was like the Iowa game, but Michigan had a competent offense. Like that's that's what this game was. We were going right down the field, and we couldn't get it in the end zone. Gosh. What if we lose? What if we lose this game? Put Zach Eningstead in the quarterback? <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is this. Cole Kramer, you're in. <laughs> Look, wait, hold up. Oh, hey, wait, hold up. Uh, uh, Jacob Green. Clark? <laughs> I'll take Go Jacob get him. Um, Jacob Clark, Gary Van Dyne. No more, though. I legitimately think, and this is no offense to Tanner Morgan, I legitimately think the Michigan game would have been closer if Zach Annex did was the quarterback. Not because Zach Annex did is the better quarterback. Oh, no, 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 no. They don't have film on him. Well, no, they, I mean, that's not it. For me, it's the fact that Zach Annex did's entire shtick was I'm going to throw the ball really, really far and somebody's going to catch it. And considering what Griffin said, where every time we threw the ball deep to Rashad, he called it. Right? Like, I feel like Zach's just looking downfield. And the same thing, the interception that Tanner threw, I'm thinking Zach would have thrown a touchdown. And you know what? Since our defense sucks 
and our punting was horrible, let them throw the ball 50 yards a throw and have it be interception. That's that's basically a punt. That's a really good punt. Facts. Oh, I do have a key in a game that I missed. Shit. Our specialist. I'm scared. <laughs> um, try oh, not to oh. let... Try not to we let our punt. punt if Muhammad's running the ball. Yeah, so please do not let our punter out there. Um, Brock Walker. I don't want to see our punter. <laughs> Brock Walker, um, you better do something to step up your kicking game there. Um, Wait, do we know if anyone's back? Uh, Grant, so I believe Grant Rice, Michael Lance, and our Aussie kicker, uh, Mark Crawford, were out. I'm not, I can't, I still cannot find that death chart. Um, because the... BJ is not gonna release that crap. Yeah. <laughs> not this I'm, year. I'm gonna assume until week four we're gonna have the same punter. Yep. Unfortunately. But you know. But uh, we do we want to talk about Wisconsin now having double more uh, more than twelve COVID cases now? No, not really. They're stupid. Uh, do we hate? So I'm in a weird place because I kind of want to hate Nebraska, but also this is all Wisconsin's fault. Yeah. And I hate Wisconsin on principle anyway. Yeah, I would say that. Because, like, they aren't canceling the game because of actual Big Ten protocols because they would have needed 12 cases. Because what I've uh, seen, it's eight players and eight coaches. Yep. So, since they don't have 12 players out, which would constitute a red, they are canceling just cause. Not just cause. Like, I feel like this is the right thing to do, but I almost feel like this should be a forfeit and a Nebraska win. And the reason is because who did they lose? So we know Jack Cohn is out. Then they lose the chosen one, Graham Mertz, who is just as good as I thought he was, maybe even better. And then they lose Chase Wolf, who would have been their third string. And Paul Chris, their head coach, is also positive. And their head coach. And their quarterback would have been this dude named Danny Vandenboom, who's basically a fullback. So, like, it seems to me like they didn't want to play a game without a quarterback for me. Yep. But, see, in my, like, why are they worried about who they're going to have a quarterback? Because it's just a plug them in and you just run your system. Because as if the one thing wasn't clear during the Illinois game, uh, which is why I say once again, Muhammad Ibrahim is, in my opinion, clearly the best running back in the Big Ten right now. Uh, they no debate on that, sir. <laughs> or, huh? What did you say? There's no debate. Keep oh, going. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I was, I thought you said there is a debate. I'm like. Who anyway? I see a Bowser. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> never met of her. Uh, Yo, Atlanta's anyway. up 16-14 against the Panthers. Halftime. Who? Uh, Thursday night football. Atlanta's Who's up playing? Six, Atlanta and Carolina. Sixteen to what? Sixteen to fourteen. 14. Falcons on top. Halftime. Oh, it's, okay. It's cool. It's r- prime choking uh, season. But like, no, <laughs> Wisconsin doesn't have. A running back. Like, they could not run the ball against Illinois. Like, I watched that game. They could not run the ball. Not the way that they normally are able to run the ball. With a Jonathan Taylor or Melvin Gordon? With a Jonathan Taylor, Melvin Gordon, Ron Dane, James White, you name it, put them in the backfield, they do things. Uh, They weren't doing that. And... uh, I'm looking at Nebraska's D-line, which held their own against Ohio State. And I'm like, I don't think, I just don't think they feel like doing that. The thing is, they now have a very, very competent quarterback. 
in Graham Mertz. And uh, I don't, yeah, I just don't think they have the dudes at uh, tailback right now. So, didn't you say they had like a four star recruit though? Um, Jalen Berger. Did he play at all? I didn't. He did see. not. That explains why. Unless they want, unless they really want to redshirt him, but you get four games, or if this is an off year anyway, so like I think yeah. they allow it. They can play anyone they want, but uh, it doesn't look like uh, they don't, they don't, they just don't have the dudes right now. Uh, so that's interesting. It's Wisconsin screw them. Uh, yeah, uh, I <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed that Purdue win over Iowa. Um, David Bell doing David Bell things. Is Roger out with an injury or was it something else? He is not practicing either. Despite opting back in, right? Indeed. Question. Hot take. And I wonder if this is like too much or too little. If we, here's my hot take. If we lose to Maryland, Rashad Bateman opts right back out. Because if he's not going to play Ohio State, because he already played the best DBs he's going to play all year outside of Ohio State, and he put up his 100 yards or whatever. But if he is on a bad, a bad team, that's not going to the Big Ten Championship, because his entire stick was like, I'm coming back to help, you know, bring a title to the city. Even though we all know what bring a title to the city means, it really just means get to the Big Ten Championship game to be the sacrificial lamb for Ohio State. But if he's on a team that's not that, what's the point in him staying? Because every single team is going to treat him just like Michigan did. He catches the ball, seek, and destroy what is the purpose of him staying? Yeah, it makes sense, but but he but the thing is that looking at what his conversation like the you know the press conferences or like the tweets that he has on social media, mm-hmm. it seemed like he came back for his teammates instead of uh, like over you know draft stock. Like I hear you. But I think now, like, and I could see, especially on that one really long pass that he caught, how frustrated he was. Yeah. Because I don't think he realized, like, when we said every single team's game plan is going to be as followed, stop Rashad Bateman, that's their game plan. Um I don't think he realized to what degree that was actually coming. Yeah. Because they were going after him, man. And it was not okay. So you could see it and you could kind of hear it in some of those um, lip drawings <laughs> after. Uh... Every time he called the ball, he's getting up and he's just like, what the Right? Like, dude, dude didn't know. And. It's clear to me that at this very moment, at least in the Michigan game, I don't want to do a generalization. It seemed to me that no one else was ready to step up and put the fear of God into defenses in regards to wide receivers. Like, no one else was doing that. Mm-hmm. And if no one else is going to do that, that means Rashad's just going to get beat to hell every single game. Uh, What's the point of him being here? Just a sidetrack, Rondale is listed on their depth chart for um, their next game against the Illini. Oh, yeah, we get to see whatever that's going to be. Yeah, so wide receiver X, uh, Milton Wright, Z is David Bell, and then slot is Rondale. But that's just a depth chart because he was listed on their last depth chart and he still didn't play, so I don't know. Um, But yeah, continue where we left off. Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll see. We're 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 gonna win, guys. 
actually, will like will Mike Loxley's tenure end like how he did last time he was in Maryland? I hope. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they're gonna give Mike Loxley this year, next year, and it's gonna be at the end of next year. It's it's eight wins or bye. Also, I mean, please rank Rutgers. <laughs> rank Rutgers. Rank Arkansas. Arkansas. Well, actually, Arkansas might be ranked now that I think about it. But, um, you know, Maryland to me falls under the same category as, whoa, did Jason disappear? No, there's Jason. Rutgers, not Rutgers. Maryland to me is – I look at them the same way I look at Georgia Tech. And what I mean by that is that there are certain schools where it does not make any sense that they are bad. Georgia Tech is in Atlanta, and they're bad. How? How, Jason? How can you be in Atlanta? You can throw a rock out your window and you're going to get a five-star defensive end. <laughs> How is Georgia Tech bad, right? And then Maryland, the DMV area, and literally just Maryland. Did you know that the top 20 players in Maryland back in 2018 were four or five stars? The top know, 20 players. Do you know who came from Maryland? Chase Young, Dwayne Haskins, Patrick Sertain, right? All of these dudes coming from Maryland. And the top 20 dudes from Maryland in 2018 did not go to Maryland. The number one player in the country from last year was from Maryland, and he's at Clemson. We also have our own Maryland guys. We, we got Muhammad <laughs> right there, right? Like, so, like, to me, it makes no sense that Maryland is bad. If P.J. Fleck went to Maryland, he could build a freaking dynasty. Like, if he, I love If he went to is. Maryland, right, as a coach? If he went to Maryland and he figured out how to brand Maryland to Maryland players, like, Maryland – they don't have to, of all of the states in the Big Ten, Maryland is the only university that would not have to leave their state to put together a top 15 class in the country. They wouldn't have to leave their state, dude. That's ridiculous. Like, Maryland being bad makes no sense to me. That's my soapbox for today. I'm done. I want it to be bad right now. So yeah. that we can, like, stomp a mud hole in them. But, like, I'm rooting for Maryland. I really am. I want the Terps to be good. After that uh, DJ Durkin debacle? Yeah, I really do. They deserve it. They deserve being good. They, they've had several good players on very bad teams. Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs, DJ Moore. DJ Moore was on that freaking Maryland team. How the heck did that happen? Ty I Johnson. will never know. Ty Johnson, like uh, uh, Anthony McFarland, like they've had dudes. They just can't do anything with them. Or that D line that played us the last two, three years too. Just saying. <laughs> um. No, but for me, I think besides, well, I didn't watch the Maryland game, but for sure, I was following that Rutgers game very closely and Rutgers just manhandled Michigan State on and off that field in East Lansing it makes me so happy <laughs> I loved every second of it hey Griff remember being in Rutgers you saw that in their tailgate it says hire Shiano now oh, I still got that picture <laughs> hey let Ruck look let Rutgers have found themselves again, technically. A competent coach? Y'all. Y'all. What if, look, Jonathan Taylor, New Jersey. Jalen Berger, New Jersey. What if these dudes start going to Rutgers? In New Jersey. 
<laughs> Bring the McCordy brothers in for the defensive uh, assistance. <laughs> I'm saying. Rutgers winning the East in 2023 confirmed. <laughs> that's a hot take. No, no, that's no, no, no. I, I'm completely kidding. I looked at Ohio State's recruiting class that they're putting together, and I realized they aren't recruiting to beat the Big Ten. They're actually recruiting to beat God. So <laughs> that's that's where we are. They're recruiting to beat Alabama, Clemson, Thanos. Um, a nuclear bomb, the laws of physics, etc. Hey, uh, Indiana was a lit ending, too. <laughs> Man. <laughs> it seemed like Kirk Scirocco was trying to treat Peyton, not Peyton Ramsey, Sean Clifford like he was uh, With Tanner Morgan. Tanner Morgan. <laughs> and I was like, bruh. That ain't Tanner Morgan, homie. Like, you that's, out here having him that, throw. That, that's precision. Sean Clifford. That's Sean that's Clifford. Like, boy. he was out here having him throwing, like, precision and timing based throws. And I'm like, you got the wrong dude, homie. <laughs> I'm like, you better have Sean Clifford run the ball. Also, how did, how did uh, freaking Penn State choke that game away? <laughs> All the running back had to do was get on the ground. That's all he had to do. <laughs> didn't, it, didn't it occur to him midway through the run that no one was touching him and that he literally, quite literally, walked into the end zone? I don't think it did. Because <laughs> he looked back. Like, he didn't cross the uh, freaking uh, the end zone. He didn't cross it. He looked back before he crossed it, and he could see James Franklin throwing every single thing and every teammate saying to get down, and he proceeded to walk into the end zone. Yep. Idiot. <laughs> Idiot! Anyway. Wait, is he is the running back a new guy, or is he a veteran? Um, Noah Kane, I believe. No, no, I think the guy who made the mistake wasn't Noah Kane because Noah Kane apparently tore his ACL. Um, but yeah, Penn State totally choked that game. And Michael, but, Penn, yo, Michael, kudos Penn, to Indiana. Yeah, kudos. To, like Tom, like I know I made a shot on Tom Allen off the air, but the way how he turned around Indiana, who you know, what's funny, he was a defensive coordinator for the last coach, the head coach who got into like off field problems who was fired um, for, like, two six-and-six six seasons mm -hmm. to rebuild that and bring it back up. And I'm like, Tom Allen, kudos to you. Like, you're making Indiana a decent Big Ten East contender, either be in the middle or better, uh, competing against, you know, Penn State and, like, top programs. Um, I think the last coach who did that was probably Jerry DiNardo, who's now on the Big Ten Network. Mm -hmm. So, that was their first win against a top 10 team in 33 years. Yep. For us, uh, when we beat Penn State last year, was that when uh, Glenn Mason 02? Was that right? Yeah, when he went to Ohio State and handed them their head. <laughs> yep. he, said, he said, here's your head. Or maybe that was when he went to number one Michigan and handed them their head. <laughs> Glenn Mason did that a lot of times. He would just hand some top 10 team their head and then get blown out by Iowa. <laughs> yep. Hey, remember. Sounds about right. He did beat Alabama. And we're still 1-0. Take, take Alabama. Hand them their head. And then, we blew, and then we blew it in like his last season with us because we had no pass defense. I'm not going to lie. Glenn Mason should have still been the coach for Minnesota. I don't know what we thought we were doing firing Glenn Mason. And then get Tim Brewster. <laughs> I know you don't like him. But... That's a curse word to me. I'm not even from Minnesota, and that's a curse word to me. <laughs> I was, I'm still surprised he, had, he managed to get a job after getting fired. I'm like, Jimbo hired him. Bruh. This podcast is going to go two hours. What yeah. the heck? 
So um, let, let's end it right here. <laughs> this it, mad, this mad history at Funky Brewster, but um, um, freaking Tim Brewster, <laughs> I swear. So this is gonna end episode twenty-eight of Oak Podcast. Uh, thank you for listening uh, to our former bandmates, current friends, family, and our special uh, listeners who've been with us from the beginning. Um, to those that hate us, f you. We got haters. Yeah. Is that there? Yo, that's dope. Man. <laughs> uh, Love to see it. iTunes listeners, uh, but doesn't matter. But thank you for listening to us and our uh, antics as we are. Um, but thank you for your time. And uh, my name is Jason. My name is Laurent. Uh, somebody tackle somebody. And Griffin. And we'll see you guys next week for another podcast. And oh. Oh. Oh.